0: operation. And, uh, and as always, should you need to be heard, uh, please use the raise hand function uh, and I will be sure and my staff will be sure to spot spotlight you. Uh, this is the BlockFi Inc. matter. We have just what I anticipate is essentially a report. It seems that you all uh, met all of my expectations uh, as far as uh, productivity and efficiency, and have reached certain uh, resolutions. I'm going to turn to Debtors' Council, Mr. Susberg, and ask that you uh, update the court as to what uh, resolutions have been reached and what remains out there.
1: Yes, Your Honor, uh, and thank you. Uh, for the record, Joshua Susberg from Kirkland-Ellis on behalf of BlockFi. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank Your Honor, uh, for the status conference on Monday, uh, and the setting of the hearing on Friday and Monday, because I think that's really something that spurred everybody into action. Um, we did something a bit unorthodox for all of us. And I know I could speak for Mr. Stark when I say this. We actually had principals and advisors on a call on Tuesday ahead of depositions that actually went forward on Wednesday, uh, but we were able to cancel the remaining depositions, because we worked collectively and collaboratively to reach an agreement on both the CURP as well as uh, the MOLIS retention. So we have complete agreement on all sides. And as you've seen, the United States trustee withdrew its objection after reviewing the terms of the settlement. And Mr. Howell will walk the court through the proposed order that we reviewed with the parties and believe everyone has signed off on. Um, so I did, again, want to thank the court, and obviously want to thank the committee um, and the Block by team for everybody working collaboratively. These are difficult circumstances, and not everyone's always going to agree, but here the process really worked the way it's supposed to work, and kudos to the professionals involved for helping everybody get to a good solution. Um, I think we feel comfortable that the CURP uh, will serve its intended purpose, and I think we conveyed to the committee and its members, um, some of the thinking behind that, which is frankly what led to a productive resolution. So thank you, Your Honor, for that. Uh, I did want to address one brief issue before I turn it over to Mr. Howell. Uh, It's been the source of some unrest on the block by side, and it was in the media, and unfortunately it was reported inaccurately. Uh, And I'll start by saying that I always tell my kids that we have pencils that have erasers on them for a reason. And all humans make mistakes. I know I certainly make several, probably each and every day. And what happened here was purely a mistake. Uh, And I know Mr. Stark, and I know Mr. Meiji, uh, and I know everyone involved here. And, again, while we may not always agree on everything, uh, I know these people to be of the utmost integrity. And there was nothing nefarious, in my view, that went on here. But as Your Honor, I think, is aware, there was an affidavit from Mr. Meiji uh, filed on January 24th uh, at 12, 10 a.m., and that document was redacted, uh, but it was incorrectly redacted, and this goes beyond uh, my knowledge base, but someone was able to access the document that was posted and copy the data underneath the redactions. Um, later that afternoon, there was a motion to seal the document, which probably got people out there in the universe looking at the document and peeling away the redactions, and then we had an unfortunate NBC story uh, that broke, and that story is wrong. Um, The story said there are secret financials that weren't otherwise relayed and conveyed in our sofas and our schedules, and I want to be very clear there are no such secret financials. The financials that we reported are entirely accurate. In fact, Block 5 numbers showed a net exposure, whereas the ones in the M3 declaration showed a gross. And so when Block 5 made the loan to Alameda that was the source of and all the reporting, uh, prior to the Robinhood shares that Your Honor is well aware of being pledged, the pledged collateral was FTT coins, and as everybody who's familiar with FTX knows, the FTT collateral was marked down to zero, and the gap that remained was just the Alameda loan. And so the gap in the M3 presentation looks bigger because it shows the gross exposure and adds together assets and liabilities. And both numbers are accurate. Again, no secret financials. It just depends on the corresponding footnotes. I will also note that the CNBC article inaccurately reported some management compensation that is outstanding. Uh, That was wrong, and it was false. We put out a statement uh, as such. I know that the document on the docket, at docket number 363, has been removed. We appreciate the court uh, and Kroll doing so and 388 is a revised declaration from Mr. Meiji that has, in fact, been redacted appropriately. So, again, Justice Nafu, Mr. Stark, and Mr. Meiji called me immediately after realizing this, and I totally understand this can happen at any time, and it's unfortunate, but we're moving on.
0: Understood. Uh, and as you said, <laughs> these things do happen, especially with technology that we're all not necessarily facile with. Mr. Stark. Uh, Do you want to weigh in? I I do, Your Honor. I don't want to... Can you want to hear me okay? Yes.
2: Thank you. I I, I do want to confirm a couple of things on the record, although I think Mr. Suspert stated the the facts on the ground quite well. Um, This was a late-night drafting, and the redaction unfortunately did not have the encryption software. We've all seen this. Um, encryption issue before where by late night mistake by somebody lowering the chain on a redaction that the software was not used, we didn't find out about it. the problem of not using the redaction is that it can be reverse engineered and the person inadvertently files it doesn't realize because of a failure to use the encryption software that they inadvertently put out there, or something that can be reverse engineered. As soon as we found that out, we pulled the pleading, we notified chambers, we called Kirkland and Ellis and told them and uh, and replaced it with the encryption um, uh, with with action. But in that intervening window, the CNBC reporter was able to um, uh, reverse engineer, pull the pleading and reverse engineer it. um, So we couldn't stop that. Um, All we could do is own up to the error, which I, I fully take responsibility for. Um, I think the report, as Mr. Susper, um I think quite aptly said, sensationalized something that's a bit of a law. Um, and uh, and so, it, but but you, you never want to, so it's kind of fallen for me that an error like that happens in any event. Um, as soon as I figured it out, uh, I found out about it, I, I called Mr. Sussberg, who could not have been more gracious and professional about that. Uh, I'm not surprised that's how he is, uh, and, but I, I do think it's important to acknowledge and recognize that that conversation happened in the heat of a very significant battle between our respective clients. So, again, I'm not surprised by the professionalism, but I'm quite thankful for it. We don't have an issue to resolve, but I do want to acknowledge and, and, and be thankful for it in front of the audience.
0: Thank you, Mr. St- Mr. Stark. I appreciate those comments and everything I've seen is uh, really, as I've said, matched, if not exceeded, expectations about uh, the quality and the efforts going on in this case. Uh, Mr. Sussberg, I do have a question just uh, before we get into the details. And it was my understanding that the U.S. trustee has, uh, for lack of a better term, signed off on the resolution, the CURP resolution. I thought it was still an open issue on the MOLIS retention. Has something developed? That I'm unaware of in other words I thought they had until Sunday at certain Sunday afternoon right before game start uh, to uh, to file objections
1: yes um, my understanding is that uh, we are resolved with the. US trustee for today so the objections to the curb and to the ceiling of information have been withdrawn as it relates to molis um, we will circulate if we haven't already a copy of the revised molis order to reflect the settlement with the committee and the u.s. trustee has until sunday to object to the molest retention and to the extent there's an objection we will of course respond and then be in a position to deal with it on monday right
0: all right that, that, that comports with my understanding well that's great let, let's let then proceed and let's hear uh... of the uh... Re- resolution uh... that's been reached uh... mr howell yes uh, thank you your
1: honor uh, Rush Howell from Kirkland and Ellis, uh, can you hear me okay?
0: Yes, fine, thank you.
1: Okay. Um, first, I want to echo Mr. Sussberg's comment and thank the court uh, for its time and assistance in helping us get to the resolution that we've reached, as well as to thank the committee and the Office of the United States Trustee for its uh, professionalism and, and the sometimes uh, hard-fought battle that led to uh, where we are now. Uh, I'll take us through the agenda today uh, briefly, um, which of course we're happy to say is entirely uncontested. And so I'd like to start with the uh, debtor's motion to seal at Docket 351 uh, to seal certain confidential information uh, related to uh, uh, Ms. Crowell's declaration in support of the retention program's motion. As Mr. Susberg indicated, All objections to this motion have been withdrawn, and it is highly important to the company and to its employees to keep their personal information confidential. So unless Your Honor has any questions, we ask that that motion be granted, and I can turn to the retention program's motion, which would be the last item on the docket.
0: Uh, Well, before we do that, there's the committee's motion, docketed 311, which is referenced in the agenda, which... Essentially, sought redaction of their pleadings in opposition to the KERP. Are we treating those uh, in the same fashion? In other words, is the court being asked to grant their motion f- uh, to, to redact uh, to, and to seal?
1: Well, I, so the the U.S. trustee has withdrawn objections to any of those motions. I do think it's it's moot with respect to the. Um, uh, for instance, uh, the declaration that won't be put into the evidentiary record on behalf of the part of the retention program's motion, but yes, um, all, all of that should uh, uh, remain under
0: seal. Well, that's fine. Uh, for our records and for the docket, I want to sh- reflect that the motions are granted, and that ensures that the documents remain sealed and not either returned or unsealed. So uh, we'll we'll then mark as well the committee's motion to seal at docket 311 is granted. Uh, And uh, Mr. Sponder, Ms. Bielski, who was ever weighing in, you'll let me, uh, you'll advise if the U.S. trustee is taking uh, uh, or has any additional concerns uh, as we go along. Uh, Good good morning uh, to both of you. Thank you, Your Honor. Yes, we, we will advise. All right, thank you. Mr. Howell, please continue.
1: Uh, Thank you, Your Honor. So, turning to um, the debtor's motion for entry of an order approving the debtor's retention program and granting related relief, uh, we're pleased to say that we've reached a settlement with the Official Committee of Unsecured Creditors and that that settlement also allowed the United States trustee to resolve and withdraw its objection. Um, And uh, as as Mr. Sussberg said, it's it's not for right now. but. that, that settlement with the Official Committee also addressed the MOLIS uh, issues uh, as, as was just discussed. Um, but the debtors have proposed two retention programs, one uh, <clears throat> key employee retention program for CERP, and one targeted retention program for TERP. Um And in uh, support of those uh, motions, I'd like to now offer uh, two supporting declarations. One from the debtor's chief people officer, Megan Kroll, uh, that's at Docket three fifty, and the other from uh, Josephine Gartrell, a senior director at Willis Powers Watson, and that is at uh, Docket three forty nine. Your Honor hurt Hurts? Yes, please. We we, we must the committee most assuredly does not
2: object to the um, admission of those declarations. Um, I only ask, if if we can, It's sort of a first evidentiary issue kind of matter where uh, I I ask the court if we're going forward, um, uh, contested matters, uh, there's sort of a rule that what we admit in one contested matter is not necessarily applicable in the next contested matter, so we have to worry about things like that. Um, We haven't sort of gone through any declarations with that in mind, it's just sort of the normal Rules of
1: the road, I understand
0: them, if your honor is willing to agree with that. I don't have any issue with that approach. We're limiting the the evidence uh, to uh, the uh, discrete motions that are before the court. Uh, Parties reserve their rights. Uh, Obviously, uh, for impeachment purposes down the road, what's in a filed sworn declaration is going it will retain its relevance uh but for purposes of today uh we understood we, I, the court understands that uh given the consensual nature nature of the resolution uh they're being offered and, and uh, for for purpose of support of the resolution itself. Thank you you're welcome and uh, unless I it, unless I hear another objection the court will uh, accept uh, the declarations into evidence.
1: Thank you, Your Honor. So, as laid out in the declarations as well as in our uh, pleadings, um, the both of these plans, the CURP and the TERP, are retention plans and neither includes any of the debtor's insiders. These are sound exercises of the debtor's business judgment and justified based on the facts and circumstances of these cases. Um, And in the end, I'll I'll come to the, uh, the specifics. Uh, alterations that were made as a result of the settlement, uh, but I did want to say, Your Honor, that in particular, the the facts and circumstances of this case are somewhat remarkable. Uh, these employees uh, have faced a remarkable storm of events over the past year that have created attrition already and high risk of, of further attrition. These employees have already seen three major downsizing events since last January including a reduction of force of nearly two-thirds of the total workforce immediately preceding the petition date. Most of these employees had legacy retention uh, uh, payments that were wiped out by the filing of the bankruptcy, and all of them had lost equity in the company. In short, this was a perfect mix for potential attrition, and unfortunately the debtors have seen that attrition, including 11 exits since the petition date alone, nearly 10% of the remaining workforce. So against that backdrop, it's essential that the debtors institute these retention programs to keep critical workers with the company. Now, anyone reviewing Ms. Crowell's declaration or, frankly, anyone listening to Ms. Crowell's deposition would recognize the depth of effort that went into designing these programs and the depth of knowledge and passion that she and her team brought to understanding the debtor's workforce and making sure the right skeleton crew remain to go forward. And these employees that are part of these retention programs are critical to the debtor's success, no matter what the path forward, whether that be through a sales process, a standalone reorganization, or otherwise. And when I say success, I mean maximizing recoveries to stakeholders. Here, of course, critically, the block by customers or clients, as they call them. And so I'm happy to walk through the data factors, Your Honor, but I thought, given it's uncontested, I would move through quickly. That support is laid out in the declarations as well as in uh, our, our motion and in our reply. In short, though, the plan was designed to retain the critical employees, which is necessary here, while also making sure to make the best effort to control costs. The plan design is consistent with industry standards. The costs are reasonable given the facts and circumstances of this case, and the debtors did an incredible amount of diligence working, frankly, around the clock immediately preceding the bankruptcy to design these plans and to consult with outside advisors, including counsel and Willis Powers Watson. As we've said, we're pleased to have reached this negotiated resolution, um, and we have provided a <clears throat> revised order, Docket 419, that lays out uh, the salient settlement terms. Uh, those terms are as follows. First, the total cost of the plan of, of both programs was reduced to a total of a maximum of $9.98 million. That amount reflects that bonuses, retention, payments to the Tier 1 employees shall be 42.5% of the base salary amount. And with respect to the Tier 2 participants in the retention programs, that amount shall be uh, 9%, which again, arrives at a maximum of $9.98 billion. Secondly, there is a change to the timing. Uh, For the Tier 1 participants, the Tier 2 participants have no change to the timing of their payments, but the Tier 1 is now payable. One-third will be payable upon approval of the retention programs, subject to clawback until the three-month anniversary of that same court approval. The second-third will be payable at the earlier of confirmation or sale approval. So. The earlier of either confirmation or sale approval on the one hand, or the six month anniversary of court court approval of the retention programs on the other hand. And the final third will be payable at the earlier of either 30 days after emergence or 12 month, uh, or the 12 month anniversary of the court approval date. Also, uh, one other change to the order is that the debtors may now add a replacement participant to the retention program only with the consent of the committee. So those are the changes. Those are reflected in the order at 419. So with that, Your Honor, I respectfully okay, request that the just, debtors just, motion Archie, be granted. I'm sure he's going to say, you know, it's 7. Michael, you're not on mute. Your Honor, with that, I respectfully request that the better's motion be granted.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Howell. Uh, I appreciate the recitation of the changes. Uh, let me hear from anyone else who wishes to uh, offer up any comments or concerns.
1: You the Excuse me, Robert Stark.
0: Yes. yes
2: only that we uh, agree with Mr. Howell's recitation of the settlement
0: and that with the settlement we are supportive of the moving request. All right. I thank the committee and I, I thank the U.S. Trustee's Office as well. The objections have been uh, well laid out uh, and raised concerns and I think the the manner in which it was addressed as far as the sliding scale and the scheduling makes sense in the, in the amounts. Uh, I think... It offers the the debtor and the employees uh, an opportunity to uh, move forward and maximize the estate. Uh, I, all involved uh, were in agreement as to the applicable law and the recitation of the, the data factors. Uh, I'm not going to go through it at this juncture. Uh, I'm satisfied that uh, the proposal, uh, as amended and as agreed upon, uh, comports with applicable law, uh, with respect to uh, the CURP and the TRP, uh, and uh, I'm happy to approve it uh, going forward. I appreciate, again, the efforts and the professionalism in reaching the compromises. Uh, Thus, uh, I guess we're left with uh, a hearing on Monday. Uh, Well, let me go back before we approach Monday. Uh, Will the debtor be submitting uh, final forms of order on these? Yes, we will, Your Honor. All right. So I'm going to mark an order to be submitted. Uh, The uh, motions to seal will just be marked granted. Uh, I don't need orders. Uh, We'll use the orders that accompanied the motions and Uh, and now for Monday my understanding we have the MOLIS uh, application still pending we also have the sale and bidding procedures motion, correct?
1: Correct, Your Honor Uh, we've got an objection from the United States Trustee on the bidding procedures Um, I'm hopeful maybe even cautiously optimistic that we can try to reduce the amount of objections from the U.S. Trustee, although I'm not sure we'll solve them all, so if we need to We'll address that Monday, and then we also have the bar date motion, and as
0: you mentioned, Your Honor, the modest retention to the extent the U.S. trustee has an objection. All right. That's slipped my mind, the bar date motion. All right. We are on for 10 o'clock, I believe, uh, Monday. My only concern yes, is scheduling is, as I've indicated, I am participating in a town hall uh, remote uh, seminar for one hour from 12 to 1. Uh, you all are welcome to watch. Uh, if we're hopefully we'll be done. If not, we'll we'll continue on after one o'clock, uh, depending upon how uh, how the arguments go. Uh, any other issues or concerns that uh, anyone wants to raise? Well, thank you again. I appreciate the efforts. Thank you all. Take care. We are adjourned.